Welcome back everybody to this episode number 8 of Check for Traps. Last time our adventurers snuck through a goblin camp, stole a boat, and befriended a goblin by the name of Snotrag. A storm came and the brave crew managed to make it through unscathed. Making landfall on the mainland of Bartow, they found a young half-elf boy who they rescued from his captors and fled to the woods until they reached the road. Now, let's follow along. So the three of you are standing on a road that is, like we said, barely traveled. There's grass growing up, some rocks. It looks like it gets used, but not excessively. The young boy is standing next to you as he has directed you to kind of travel south. Um, and he informs you that it's probably about another 20-minute walk or so before you'll actually reach his house. I want to ask him what his name is. He uh, just kind of looks up. Are you still holding his hand? He was on my back. He was on your back? Oh, okay. All right. So he's, he's kind of, is he still on your back or have you kind of set him down at this point? I, I can set him down, I guess. Okay. So yeah, he, he sits down and walking along and he looks back at you when you ask him Sassafras and responds, uh, my, my name is uh, Elderom. Elderom? Uh-huh. Remember, he's a half-elf. And how old are you? I'm, I'm 13 years old. How old are you? It's not nice to ask a lady those sort of oh, things. Oh, I'm sorry. He's he's kind of shy. He looks down at the ground, realizing he might have perhaps offended you when he didn't mean to. He obviously does not come from a sociable home. It seems like he's probably spent more time by himself with his family than... All right. I want to like put my arm kind of like around his shoulder and be like, come on, kiddo, let's go. All right. So the three of you are continuing to walk along. Any, anybody else have any questions they want to ask him? I want to sneeze. <laughs> All right, roll, uh, roll me for sneeze. Any modifiers? Nope. Nineteen. <laughs> you let go a mighty sneeze once again and sneeze right into the back of poor Eldrum's head. <laughs> no way. That's, not, that's nutrients. <laughs> you can have that. <laughs> you can have that free of charge. So he continues walking along. Uh, the trees are very, everything around you is very wooded, very large trees, big rocks, big bushes. This is not a traveled area, very overgrown, hardly upkept. So as you're walking along, Eldrum kind of spins around and starts walking backwards, talking to the, you guys. And he says, so what were you guys doing out there at the beach? We just got back from vacation. From vacation. Vacation, yeah. What's, what's, is that like where you go relax? We were on an island. On an island? Yep. So you were on a boat? Yes, we <sighs> was on a ship. That is so cool. I've always wanted to go on a boat, but my, my dad has a, he doesn't like the ocean very much, so he doesn't let me go down to the beach that's kind of why i was down there it's actually my birthday today he probably has a good reason for it as you got tied up by um some big fellows over there well yeah but that's not the reason why he doesn't like the beach the the, the ogres were they're not normally from around here and i don't i've never even seen one before i've just heard about them through my dad's teachings but no my my mom she she died in the ocean well, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> he his eyes kind of look down at the ground. He just says, "I, I was young. I would that was about five years ago. So I was eight years old at that time. 
but it tore my dad apart. And ever since then, he just doesn't like me to go down to the beach. And um, So on my birthday, I like to go down to the beach and spend some time with my mommy. But this time, it didn't exactly go as planned as the ogres decided to grab me. And I assumed they were going to eat me, but they tied me up, which I thought was strange. I feel like um, there should be a lesson for you. Maybe you can save a heartbreak from your father by not going back to the beach. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. You're smart. No, I'm not. <laughs> he just kind of looks at you with a, a suspicious <laughs> eye of, of like, you're probably, <laughs> you're probably smarter than you realize. <laughs> I want to do a perception check. Okay, what are you perceptioning? Anything that's around us. Okay. Nat 20. There's a lot of trees and rocks and you're on the road. Not, not even one animal? Nope. Is this like a travel the road a lot? <laughs> he just said it wasn't. Oh. Yeah, no, this is not a well-traveled okay. road. This is definitely something that like, it looks like it gets used every now and then. And it's upkept for the purpose of being able to get a wagon through. But are you, so back to, to you, Slick. Were you looking for an animal for a purpose or? Food. Oh, you're just looking for, for food? Or making sure we're not getting ambushed or something. I got you. Yeah, no, they, you don't get any sense of that. Like, there's no animal. There's there's birds and squirrels and stuff, but, you know, there's no deer. There's no bear. There's no ogre. There's no... Nothing's following you. Okay. You all feel you're very, very secure. Eldrum looks at you again as he continues to walk. This time he spins back around and is now walking, facing down the road with the three of you back behind him. And he just says... Um, well, I would imagine my dad would probably offer to cook up some dinner for you guys if you all wanted to come and stay. It's The sun is going to be getting low here after a while. Sold. Oh, wait. No, the sun is already very low. The sun is it's already set at this point because if I remember right, it was the last time you guys were there at dusk. So, yeah, the sun has gone down. He says, my, my dad is probably worried about me too and, and looking for me. Let's – can we just – Keep moving. Let's keep going. Keep on moving. All right. So you guys continue to walk, and not very long uh, at all before you get off in the distance, and you just see um, a house tucked back up in the in the trees in kind of a clearing area. It's your traditional cabin cottage. Partial, like the bottom portion is made of stones. The top portion is made of wood. It has a a nice sturdy roof on it. It's not a shambles, so it does not don't don't think shack. It's a it's a nice house. Like somebody actually invested a little bit into this and actually looks like somebody had people build it who knew what they were doing. It has a chimney stack that goes way up. It has a barn off to the side, some stables, uh, some horses, some cattle are kind of grazing around the area. You get the sense that it's very much a self-sustained home, that it is not he doesn't, whoever lives here does not rely on outside sources for survival. They kind of take care of everything. Um, and you guys begin walking up the, the driveway and that's when you see the door swing open and a very tall elf male steps out of the, the door. He's wearing robes that were once blue, but they have faded away over time. So now they look almost grayish. He just, as the door swings open, he just yells out, uh, Eldrom! And he runs out down the road to the, the little boy, and the little boy goes running up to him and just says, Dad! And hugs him real quick. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> um, he looks down at Eldrom and asks, Where have you been, son? 
he looks back up at him and just says, well, I, I kind of went where I wasn't supposed to. And I, I went to the beach to see mom. And at that syndrome kind of gets a, a sad look, almost like he's not there. Like he just kind of loses himself in his head for a second. And he just drops his head and has one hand on the boy's shoulder. And he, he looks up at the three of you and again he kind of snaps back to where he is and who he is and he, he says and who who are your friends he just spins around real quick and says those are those are my friends who helped me um i and he stops and he's like i don't think i asked them their their names um i want to come up and put my hand out and say my name's slick so uh Citroen, he he stands up very tall very tall like six 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 seven so I think he's taller than, in fact, all of us. Yeah, he's t- he's taller than all of you. But his slender hand extends out, and and he grips your your hand. And Slick, you get the sense that he has a calloused hand, not necessarily for maybe a life of hard work, but recently he has been developing calluses over the last few years of living on this place, kind of a self sustained. And did you say your name? I'm sorry. Yeah. Slick. Okay. Okay. He says, "Excellent to meet you, Slick. My name is uh, Sidarin, and uh-huh. you might be little one." Oh, hi, I'm Sassafras. Sassafras, and he gets down on one knee and extends his hand out to you. And I'm the one that saved your son. He just says, oh, really? You saved him from... Um, a big problem, but he's all good. We brought him home safe and sound. A big problem. Ogres. His eyes get large. He says, oh, ogres? Ogres ogres in our woods and he looks back and he at, at the boy and says is that is that true and elder immediately responds with kind of like a guilty yes well in all fairness we didn't see the ogres did we no you did we? not you just you you saw furniture furnishings and camp and everything of oversized nature but we can only assume that's what it was and your son says that's what it was so that's what we think it was and they had him captured it looked like it i had to untie him to bring him here <sighs> And his eyes at this point find their way over to Roscoe and his giant shield. And he just says, and you would be? Um, my friends call me Roscoe. Roscoe, it is excellent to meet you. It's not very often that I get to see a dwarf. It's not uh, often I see a nice house. Well, thank you. He kind of looks back. He says, it's not much, but it's, it serves it's, its purpose. It's honest work. It, it is. It is. I... Well, where are my manners? Where, please, please, would you come inside and at least just share in, if nothing else, at least a, a beverage? And... Well, yeah, would be my honor. So the the five of you stride into the house, and um, whenever I walk inside the house, I want to take off my um, shield and my weapon. Okay, like kind of a, out of respect. Yes. Okay, so you set it by the door. And uh, continue in, and as you you walk into the house, you realize that most places are lit up with torches or lanterns, if you will. This house is different. the The sconces on the wall are burning, but burning with a magical flare. Um, there is just kind of that that feeling of of power. Somebody of power is here and able to control this because you know that that takes true effort to control and maintain all these 
the fire. So the house is very well lit for it being dusk, like more so than most houses could or should be. And the house is, is well kept. Um, and you just see uh, a living room and a kitchen is part of it. It's a, it's a small house. And then just a couple rooms go off to the side. He motions towards the, the table and he says, if, if you wouldn't mind just to have a seat, I will begin preparing dinner. It is actually my son's birthday today. So yeah, he told us that. He's 13 years old and he's growing into a fine young man, except when he wanders off and gets himself into precarious situations, he is he has a very bad habit of doing such things. Well, I guess we all do that. I mean, look at me. I'm out of venturing with these two guys. <laughs> he just kind of chuckles as he pulls a, a blade out and begins kind of chopping up a little bit of carrots and start throwing them into a stew type thing as he's having the conversation. So, um, what type of magic is this? The lights. Well, that, my dear dwarf, would be evocation. Ha! Ah, that's a good one. I like it. Well, thank you very much. I, I spent many years in study of the magical arts. Um, I actually spent the better portion of my younger years learning all about the enhancement and use of items. And for layman's terms, I'm an enchanter of, of sorts. Um, so you could enchant my crossbow. For if I was still per se, per, just per se, se, per se, yes, I worked for many different individuals of great power and influence, dukes and lords. And uh, as he's having this conversation, you notice some food around him has begun to move on its own. Like he's just, he's kind of, he's having a nonchalant conversation with you, and he's also just controlling the elements around him and using magic to prepare the food and like the fire of the of the oven turns on just on its own almost i want to i don't know who has the stone or whatever that we got from the worm oh okay yeah i thought you had it do i have it i don't know who has I, it. whoever i think you had it okay we'll say i have it. okay that's fine so i want to take it out and be like so would you be able to tell us more about this just oh he looks at it for a second says that that is a rarity um we cut it out of a big worm his eyes kind of get large and he said was it perchance on an island several miles off the coast from here yes it was i i have heard rumors um i'll tell you what if i get into this now we'll never be able to sit down and have dinner i'd like to look at it a little bit more if you don't mind uh after dinner that's sure. Sounds fine. Okay, so he goes. He goes back to preparing it, and he says, "So what? Uh, what does bring you out to these parts and saving young boys who are getting themselves into perpetual troubles?" Well, we had just set sail across the ocean, come back to shore, and we haven't been here no more than probably thirty minutes, and trying to make it over to Bartow and. Here we are. Yeah, you are a long way from Bartow, mm -hmm. are you not? Uh, yes, we are, I'm sure. Bartow is a beautiful city. I, I lived there for many years, uh, working as an enchanter in one of the, the fine establishments. Is there uh, any anything you can tell me as far as how long it would take to get there and the best route to get there? Um, well, water is going to be the quickest route for you. Uh, our closest city to this is the town of Ozo. That is just south of here. It, probably about a five days travel. To Ozo? Correct. 
So in other words, we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you are. You are in the middle of nowhere. Um, Our boat skills are not so great. <laughs> Did you um, hear about that boat crash about a few weeks ago? A week ago? Uh, no, I can't say so. I I don't really stay a whole lot in the current mainstream well, of information. We got um invaded. I haven't been on Facebook in a while. Um, <laughs> You get Facebook out here? <laughs> yeah, five, five, I have 6G. Um, I need that router link, please. <laughs> but our uh, ship got raided by uh, tons of pirates. Mm-hmm. We had a force to abandon ship, and we came to that island. If I'm being completely honest with myself, I, I had no idea what we was doing there. The uh, the You know, I'm sure you, you are familiar with Pirate's Cove is just north of here. For the most part, pirates don't really bother or with many ships that down this way. For the most part, they stay kind of to the north. Um, I believe, where did you say that you, you came from? Hawk's Watch. Oh, Hawk's Watch. I've never actually personally been up that way. I've heard that it is a rather chilly area. Little bit on the brisk side. Yeah, I couldn't get a ticket. I didn't have the money, so I kind of snuck on the ship. <gasps> what? Aren't you glad I did? Yeah, you saved me several times. Over there's my home. So, do you do you all know each other before you set out? Nope, nope. So Not you're just all. strangers that had been forced together by circumstance. That is correct. Uh, yep. Unfortunate circumstances. Unfortunate. So at this point, you're just trying to get down to Bartow? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, most interesting. I'm sure you have many a tale. I, oftentimes, groups and wanderers seem to find their way, although for the most part, it happens to be... You always hear stories of in a tavern that it starts, but um, I'm sure that you three will write your name in history as adventurers. But um, Yeah, I'm going to be famous someday. Famous for what? For being an adventurer? don't know what yet i just know i want to be famous you just want to be famous everybody's gonna know my name he chuckles to himself a little bit at your kind of just naivety (laughs) yeah (laughs) just okay good for you good for you and he he kind of flicks more things two more things in and at this point the aroma of the soup has begun to to come off and you can all smell it and um eldrum comes back to the table and, and also sits down with you all can I have, do I have anything in my backpack that like maybe I've picked up on my travels or I want to find something I have that I can give to him for a birthday present. I want to give him a rock. <laughs> a you rock? Got, you got some rope. <laughs> got some rope. I'm not going to give him a, a rope. A rope and a rock, boy, I tell you. <laughs> Go Best find a stick. Ever. Go find a stick and tie the rope to it and have a little toy. Ball in a cup. <laughs> Um, I'll think about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that you'd probably have anything because you left in a real hurry off of the ship. So as far as items that you have, Ooh, you're pretty limited as to... I've got that journal. I, I don't take the journal. I want to take the journal out and show the dad the journal. Okay. He's cooking dinner. Yeah, so you pull it out and he, he kind of glances at it. And he he leans out the, the window as, as you're handing that and he just kind of yells at the the dogs to be quiet as they're bounding about but uh he he looks back at the journal takes it from you for a second looks it over and says my this is this is an old journal where did you have you had this for very long no he found it on that island where did you find it at in the island 
it was in kind of like this pyramid thing. There was nobody there, and it was kind of run down. It was in a chest. Hmm. He he says, do you mind if I open it? Well, go ahead. He opens it up and, and looking at the runes and everything, he says, I recognize the writing, but I can't say that I can read it. Um, there is an individual in... Ozo, the town just south of here, um, by the name of Fargor, that you might be able to speak to. He's a, a linguist, and he has a understanding of a lot of different languages. If you go speak with him, he might be able to reveal to you some more information about this journal, if that's something that you are interested in pursuing. I have um, someone here right now at this table that can read it, and at this time I want to pull out my... The little you left your sword at the door. My mace. Oh. <laughs> I left my mace at the door. I want to pull out my sword and I want to hear Richard. I want to hear. He just kind of he stands to, back a little bit. Talk to my friend. He yeah. looks at that makes you sound like, really crazy. Yeah, he, he he straight up looks at you too, kind of like. Yeah, just try it. I know, I know. It sounds crazy, but it, it's a thing. It talks. I the, wanna... so, the sword talks? Yeah. yeah. Basically, is a man uh, trapped himself inside a sword. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here, listen for yourself. He, he takes the sword, and it's just dead silence. He says, it's supposed to speak to me? Hold on, hold on. Richard, hey. Yep, yep. Yeah, hey, yeah. how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, we might have someone that wants to meet you. Well, what do you mean, wants to meet me? He cannot believe that you're a sword. I don't believe that I can speak to anybody but you. No, you've spoken to other people. Yeah, but that was before you, you have since attuned yourself to me. <sighs> so, just you and I are the only... Is this a coast or a plus? Oh, well, I like to think of myself as a plus, but... You are a plus, then. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I think you're a plus. Well, never mind. As well. Well, um, I've forgotten I've attuned myself to the sword, so only he can understand me, which makes me even more crazier. Uh, well, I'm glad you at least realized that. That's the first step, is admitting that you have a problem. Hmm. <laughs> But there's magic. He can sense the magic in the sword, right? Yeah, if he was to if, if focus on it, yeah. There's magic in the sword. He says, do you mind? He holds his hand back out again. Here. And he, he takes it, and then you see him kind of close his eyes for just a split second. And his eyes don't fully close. They remain about half open and kind of a flutter. And his eyes snap back open. And he says, that is very strong magic and play in this sword i'm not crazy you might not be for for there to be a soul bound to this item that is borderline necromancy from your knowledge is there any way to get him out of this sword i have done very little studying into the binding of souls into items if you give me 
this evening I might be able to do a little bit of research, but you all are asking a well, lot of different yeah. tasks of me at this no, point. I'm... There's no need to rush. Um, if there's not, then I'm sure we can go somewhere else and find something. Okay. He, he hands the sword back in a very reverent fashion, realizing that he's holding a, a, a person's soul. Thank you. Well, that stew smells finer than the frog hair split three ways. Oh, yes. Uh, and he kind of claps his hand a little bit and tells uh, Eldrum to, to fetch the bowls and to begin. So he runs around and dishes everybody out some different porridge and whatnot. And everybody sits around the table enjoying a, a good meal. And it is. It's very, very delicious. And the meal we finishes. Sing happy birthday. Oh, you want to sing happy birthday to oh, him? Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to sing happy birthday, but my character sings happy birthday. <laughs> I want to sing happy birthday. You want to join right here? Yeah. All right, all right. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah, Eldrum. Dang, Elko. Happy birthday to you. Eldrum just kind of sits there and he just said, um, thank, thank you for that excellent rendition. I bet this is a birthday you're not going to forget. I don't think I will ever forget this birthday, to be completely honest with you. Three random strangers, Xavier from some orcs, and we come over and eat some soup. And you sing me a interesting song pertaining to my birthday. Uh, thank you very much. Congratulations on the 13th. Thank, thank, I am officially a, a, a teenager now. I'm so old. I'm sorry. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> Only good things come from now. Turn to the dad and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how a teenage ages work in a half elf. If that's like puberty or if that's. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, anyways. All right. So <laughs> dinner finishes. Eldo kind of cleans everything up after the excellent birthday song. The, the father then extends an offer if you guys would like. He has a spare bedroom that Sassafras could use, and the two of you are welcome to crash on the couch and the floor, if you'd like. I'll sleep on the floor, thank you. Okay. Um, so, he kind of, he says, well, generally about this time of evening. Um, can I have a question first? Yes. Can I take a bath? <laughs> I'm really gross. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, we can draw some water up, Eldrum. And he, he snaps. He says, would you go fill a, fill the tub up, please? So Aldrum disappears in, bad, in the room. Probably and... doesn't need to be filled up. I'm not that big. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't want to drown. <laughs> so after a couple minutes goes by and Eldrum's back there filling up the tub, um, uh, Sidrum, he offers the rest of you to come out and join him on the porch. And he's he's got a, a tobacco pipe in his hand. And he asks, do either of you? Sure. Oh. And sure. so he... Hands you one slick. Roscoe, he looks over at you. Do you? Sorry, my um, fifth dad-in-law died from um, cancer. <laughs> oh, he looks very grim. Okay, I, I understand. But sure, I, I want to do. <laughs> okay, so he hands it to <laughs> The three of you are sitting there on, on the porch as, as little Eldrum comes out. 
looks at you sassfrass and says the bath's ready okay i want to go take a bath okay so you disappear to the just curious is it cold water or hot water oh it's warm Mm -hmm. it's warm you're lucky (laughs) don't ask how it's warm (laughs) (laughs) so um eldrum stays inside though but the the three of you are sitting out on the porch and um he's he's sitting on an old rocking chair just kind of squeaking back and forth looking out over the pasture so you brought an item that i believe sassafras has that you wanted me to look at sure this was that you got from the island from a worm Yep. And I'm the I'm the one that cut it out of the worm. And Sassafras died like three times. She died three times? Yep. Uh, she How was just you... she was just out of it oh, three okay. times. Knocked unconscious. Yeah. Oh, oh. And you can tell he, he got excited for a split second. And then when you said that she was just knocked unconscious, he kinda just settles back down a little you bit. You should have seen the blood. He kinda shakes off. You can tell saying that as an image might have popped up in his head that he's trying to shake. I want to hand him the... I'll get it out of her bag and hand it to him. Hand it to him. So he looks at it and he says, do you, do you mind if I cut into this? Go right ahead. Do what he says, you what, think you need to. What I think that you have here is a, a Canathar stone. I'm not sure... But it is rumored that these were grown inside the belly of a great beast that's often found um, in almost a jungle-ish area. And I know that the many of the islands that are off this coast per, uh, tend to favor the rainforest side. The Canathar stone is rumored that if it is imbued into an item, that it gives the item... Well, it gives the item and the the user or wearer of said item um, an innate ability to almost grow a a second layer of skin and provide them with a higher level of protection. This is a very sought after, very very rare item that you have brought for me to look at. If it's what I think it is, that's pretty neat. He says, yes, and if you'd like, if you have an item that you would like this imbued into as payment, if you will, for saving my son from the ogres, I will be more than happy to enchant that item for you. It would take me several days, and it has been a long time since I have dabbled in the arts. I have kind of pushed myself away from that life. Sassafras would be the one to ask for that. I I understand that he hands the, the orb back, realizing that, you know, you can't make that decision without her and that she's not there to, to have a say in it. So, let me ask you this. The three of you, would you classify yourselves as adventurers? It looks like you're fighters of somewhat a reputable background. I mean, I would. I wouldn't call myself a venture because um, before I met uh, these two people, I was a um, cleric on my way on a professional business. And then I suddenly got, you know, had abandoned ship and I got set off to an island. 
So I wouldn't call myself an adventurer, but I'm starting to like the land. Well, I have a proposal for you. If ogres have pushed their way this far into my territory, that makes me uneasy. And I don't want to have to deal with them showing up on my doorstead and have that be a worry. Because if you were just at the beach, that's just a few miles away from here. So they're close. Would you, even though I know I owe you already for the life of my son, be so kind as to remove the ogres from my territory, however and whatever sense of that word? I don't have a problem with it. And it depends on how many. I don't have a clue how many there would be. I I was not there, and I'm not even sure uh, that Eldrin would know. Dang, Sassafras not done yet? <laughs> she, we'll say we'll say at this point that it's been a few minutes, and she she has kind of found your way back in, and you have managed to rebraid your hair back up in a nice, pretty fashion, and you look ever so back to normal Sassafras state, cleared of mud and clean once again. Your clothes, however, are still in a fairly dismal state. It's okay. I feel much better. <laughs> So you find your way out on the porch as well. and Hey guys, I feel like a hundred times better. You should try it. It was amazing. I'll pass. You stink. Thanks. Well, uh, what's the dad's name again? Uh, Sidron. Sidron said that uh, he can enchant whatever you want with that stone. And he wants us to get rid of the ogres. So what's he going to enchant? Whatever you want. I can imbue the stone uh, with with your permission, Sassafras. I'm not entirely sure yet the size of the stone. The size of the stone that is held within this husk that you have brought me will dictate the power of the stone. In order to find that out, I'm going to have to spend some time cutting into it because if I do it wrong, there is a lot of power at play Okay, I mean, I'm fine with them cutting into it, but what are we going to put it on? I don't have anything for him to put it in. You don't have any weapons or armor or nothing? Not really. He says it, if, if it is a small one um, and not that powerful, you could enchant a ring or a necklace, an amulet, a charm. But if it is a large stone, then it would need to be, you know... A weapon or uh and you can also enchant a weapon or armor if you want even with a small stone why don't we have uh roscow's shield that's a little too big not if it's a big stone he said he could do a small stone yeah he could he could do he could fit it in whatever well yeah. i don't know i feel like i'm hugging everything i mean if you guys feel like i should get the stone then i will i literally have a scimitar and that is it so yeah. it doesn't do me any good. Yeah, let's just let him do the shield. Are you going to have to take my shield? Because uh, it's like you just like stand back anyway and never take any damage. I take damage, but that's because, well, my own bad luck. So he's sitting here listening to this discussion. And he says, well, please understand that this would be a process of several days that I have to get the stone out. And then I have to properly cleanse the stone and begin to redirect its energies. The item itself, once you decide on an item, will take me about one day's time in order to actually enchant it. Okay, so we have the time because 
We're going to go kill these ogres, right? So you are going to go kill the ogres. Well, I don't know yet. But let's say we do. Sorry, I haven't talked to my buddies. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. But let's say we do. Are you okay with us like staying here and kind of using this as home camp while we go out and hunt and stuff and you work on that? Uh, yes. He says that's that would absolutely. My house is, is your house. I just ask that you treat my house with respect. And Oh, of course. Uh, uh, you can come and go as you please, but just please do mind my privacy. We're not trying to invade your privacy or anything it's just i don't think there's any other houses or taverns around oh, here no. for us to stay at. there is there are very very few neighbors uh it's why i picked this locale um, i would too it is where my wife and i decided to settle down uh, so that we could spend her short life with me in peace and where i could be away from the hustle and the bustle of my career what do you think ross Cal? you want to kill some ogres yeah we can kill some ogres Excellent, excellent. But first, I guess it's dark. Correct, yeah, it's nighttime right now. So it's probably like 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there. Yes. I think it's time to hit the hay. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> figure out what sound you were making. That's the pipe, okay. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right, so you guys can go ahead and turn into bed and everything else, and the night will pass uneventful if you need any hit points or anything else, and we will also... boop level up at this point um so you guys can take care of that at a uh, in between episodes but this is a perfect leveling point for you so you are now i believe level three level three all right good deal okay so next morning comes sun rises you guys have a delightful meal do you guys have any questions for eldrum or sidron before you you go do you want to look around or anything no, I, I want to, like, kind of leave, give him their... Well, whenever he got up, I was out raking the stalls out. Oh, you are just doing a little... Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're probably up. right at home yeah. in a... You know, okay, yeah. so yeah, you're kind of tending to the horses and everything. So the, the sun, even before it's come up, you just... You naturally, your body tells you, hey, time to get up and go do some work. So you hop into the barn and uh, find find the tools that you need to start mopping out and sweeping out whatever you do with stalls raking the hay yeah. raking the hay and feeding the horses and mm-hmm. kind of taking care of everything and as you're doing it you're you're finishing everything up and young eldrum comes into the barn that sees you working and he just goes slick what you don't have to you're a guest if my father knew that you were out here doing my chores for me i was bored <laughs> he just, uh okay he said well i guess if you're bored uh, then uh, who am i to who am i to stop you and he kind of looks over his shoulder to double check and go play boy he uh <laughs> he sees a pile of of hay and he goes and just sits down and he just says so slick are you good with a crossbow because that's a really big crossbow that you have over your back i'm one of the best one of the can you show me uh have you got a sh- place to shoot a crossbow he says well i was just thinking you'd shoot something in the barn and he kind of looks around a little bit and sees and he sees a uh, uh like a, a clay pot sitting up on one of the the beams up in the roof he just says can you hit that i can but is it going to upset your dad if i shoot that pot oh probably so i guess maybe not do you mind can i just hold your bow i won't shoot it i promise sure but before i hand it to him i'm going to empty the load and okay make sure there's no air hole or nothing in it okay he takes it and it's almost comical um because the boy is very small and the 
crossbow is so massive. He struggles under the weight of it to kind of hold it and everything else. And he just has a, a, a prideful look in his eyes. And he says, boy, if only I'd had this, those ogres wouldn't have stood a chance. I would have given them the all when he goes pew pew. That's the way to do it, boy. <laughs> he, he hands it back to you and just says, maybe someday I can, I can shoot a crossbow and prove to my dad that, that I can take care of myself. I think you can. So, do uh, you have any questions or anything you want to ask him before we... No, I'm just going to keep okay. finishing up. All right, so you guys, uh, you, you finish the chores out and everything else, and breakfast comes and goes. If you guys have any questions, um, uh, Sidron and, and Eldrum are constantly about... Well, that's the best night's sleep I ever had because I wasn't worried. I didn't get woken up to keep watch. Yeah, you definitely would have slept very peaceably mm-hmm. in this house. Oh, did I, did I at, at breakfast? Did I smell like manure? Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll roll. Yeah. No, he, he did uh, not. He did not perceive that you smelled of manure. Okay, all right. I had to work harder then. <laughs> okay, so if you guys, I guess, want to go look for ogres, we're we're gonna go look for oh, something. Okay. Um, What what I think we should do, guys, is make our way back the way we came and kind of stealthily work our way to see if we see anything. Okay. Because they may be trying to find their lost lunch. You know, being um, stinky is my, um, you know, best tactic. I like to be loud. Just do your best, okay? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I try, but so after breakfast, you guys aren't having. You're not asking any questions or anything, right? Like we are no. just, we are just going on. Yes. Okay, so leaving the house in the morning after breakfast, uh, you guys realized that uh, Eldrum is cleaning the dishes up and everything else. Now, and there is something I do want to ask, uh, Cedrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the closest way to the beach? Um. Well, let me point out to the 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 road that you you came in on he says if you go back to that road and travel north for about a mile to two miles and then just take a hard eastern sharp turn in through the woods um there there's a road i guess i could actually have eldrum take you to there there is a path that just goes straight he needs to stay here okay well we'll just that's true i didn't think about that we'll just go back the way we came okay all right yes i mean that's pretty much he says there is a path that does go directly to the beach where you wouldn't have to be fighting the, the limbs and the rocks and the bushes and everything. We'll, we'll look for it. Yeah, you, you might find it just walking along. It's a little bit overgrown. It doesn't, shouldn't get used very often, but unfortunately Eldrum likes to, as you can tell, wander off to the beach. Um, as much as I've tried to keep him away from that, that horrible place uh, so he doesn't have to share the same fate of, of Caitlin. All right. Well, I guess we're off then. Okay. So you guys were, that conversation was all during breakfast. You guys are all walking out and Sidrum after breakfast had not been around. So everybody roll me a perception check as you're leaving the house. 19. 14. 17. Okay. So all of you, as you, as you exit the structure and are walking out to the road, you look off to the, to the right side of the house and there's a hill and on that hill is a... Um, a gravestone that has fresh flowers all around it and everything. 
and you just see Sidron sitting next to the gravestone with um, a book in hand, just off in the distance, just spending time. And you get the sense that this is almost, you see a worn out path through the grass of an individual walking back and forth from the house to the gravestone. And it's almost like this might be kind of like a daily ritual for him just to go spend the time. Do not make eye contact. Keep walking. <laughs> head forward. Okay. So um, you guys get to the road and you continue walking out or down along the road without any, any trouble whatsoever. And uh, one more time. I know this is... I'm sorry. I'm having to do two perception checks back to back. But now we're looking to see if you find the path or if you walk right past. 16. 16? 11. 15. Okay. So um, Slick dead on hit with it you were walking along and you notice that there is a rock to the right side and you catch in the in the corner of your eye what looked like a signpost used to be there and it's now kind of laying in the ground and it's one of those you know with an arrow pointing mm-hmm. go this way and it just has beach trail kind of sketched in but vines and everything have overgrown it and it's very hard to actually see and you assume that this is the trail that he was referencing uh hey guys uh, here's the trail to for the beach so you guys want to take trail or do you want to to the, yeah, the trail okay so you you take the trail and at first it is really overrun overgrown and everything and then it kind of opens up a little bit and same concept that you've come to realize that it's almost like this trail has been used a lot because it is very worn but whoever has been using it has been avoiding the entrance of it almost to try to keep it hidden does that make sense Mm -hmm. okay so you walk along the trails I don't want to go all the way to the beach. Okay. I, I want, once we notice that, I want to stop these two and say, hey, you know, I think these ogres are using this trail to see if anybody's coming down to the beach. Maybe we should get out in the woods and hide and see if we can catch them coming up here. Lay a trap. We can lay a trap. Okay. Um. So I want to use my rope and... Do like a, a noose where if they step in it, it'll pop pop up and catch their leg where they can't go nowhere. Okay. Um, I will remind you that ogres are large creatures. I know. So, okay. All right. So. That'd be a real big rope. Anything that will hinder them from just running off. I got you. Okay. So kind of just more a snare type thing just right. to keep them from booking it. Okay. All right. I got you. Anybody else have anything else that they want to do? Nope. Nope. And, uh. I want to set at least two. Set at least two of them? Okay. Just, now, are you setting them on the path? Yes. Okay. But well, I'm trying to cover them up a little bit. Right. Camouflage them right. a little bit. Okay. All right. So, how long do you guys want to wait? Right now, it's probably, we'll say, 8.39 in the morning. Like an hour? Probably several hours. At least three. Can I get like a... Is there any footprints? Roll me a survival check if you want to look. If anybody wants to look for footsteps. That's on wisdom. Nat 20. Nat 20. Okay, so you are looking all around. You're all having this discussion about the chance that there might be ogres and everything. But 
Roscoe, you're looking around this area, and you realize that the trail looks too small for it to be used by ogres. The path is very narrow, and you don't see any footsteps that are indicative of an ogre. Instead, you see small humanoid footprints. Um, we might be in a little bit of a wrong place, because, you know, there's no a small and narrow, so we might need to go somewhere where it's more wide open. Are you saying ogres are too fat to fit through this? Yes. Body shame ogres. <laughs> All right. It was, it was a very good, good thought. Good point. We'll keep moving. Okay. So you all continue along, and now at this point you begin to smell the beach, and you know you are very close to the beach falling along the trail. And same thing, you don't see any more large footprints or anything that would give you an indication of, of ogres. And you at this point can see you're not on the beach, but you know the beach is ahead of you. You're still in the trees and everything. So do you want to go to the beach? Do you want to stay in the woods and try to do a little bit of, of scouting? A little bit of scouting. I'll, that's what I would want to do. I can become a squirrel, go up the tree, see what I see. Yeah, that's actually very intelligent. Whoa, <laughs> paid you a compliment, Sassafras. It's usually Roscoe that's mean to me. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so, yeah, is that what you want to do, Sass? Yes. Okay, so, Sass, you change into a little, little cute. A very cute squirrel. I have a very poofy little tail. Very, very poofy, very well upkept tail. And you find a large tree and begin to scamper up the top of it. And you f- jump from one tree to another agilely as a squirrel would. That's when you get to the point that you can see the beach. And remember that the the same location that you, you found the boy in, you can see off in the distance you see that same thing and you see the same puff of smoke coming from the encampment but you don't see or hear any ogres or anything that well you know roll me a perception check actually says well we'll give we'll let fate decide 17 oh okay so you get the sense and kind of you can see movement coming from where the smoke was and where the camp was. All right, I'm going to go back down the tree to my buddies. Okay. Still being a squirrel. So, you know where we found Squirrels that old boy? Talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, yep. no. All right, it's great. I think it's trying to say something. <laughs> it's okay, trying well, to speak. You, you come down, and the two of them are leaned over talking to another squirrel thinking it's you. <laughs> no. No. Sassafras, come on! So come on! Sassafras and go up and tap him on their shoulders. Wait, okay. I don't think that's Sassafras. <laughs> no. Who are you? I was a much cuter squirrel. Um, so you know where we found that boy at? Down there on the beach, there was that rock and, you know, fire and uh-huh. all that. Well, I saw movement there again. I saw smoke coming from the same fire. I think that's where they're camping out at. Like they're there now? I saw some movement. I don't know if it's them or not. I couldn't quite make it out. It's still quite a ways away, and I was just a tiny squirrel. I guess not we a can, hawk. guess we can go check it out. I mean, if we want to find ogres, I have a feeling that's a good place to look. All right, let's go check it out. Okay. So Stealthily. Stealthily, you all begin approaching. Um, I want to be in the back. Okay. Back. Like back, back, back. Back, back. 
All right. So you all are approaching through the the forest once again, coming up on this alcove. You're able to get a clear view now into the campsite. And you see three ogres. One of them is laying down on a bedroll. Another one is propped up on a rock. And he has this very cruel looking knife that he is whittling a long stick into almost like a spear. And there is a third one who is just happening to walk back into camp at that point in time. And they are every essence of what you'd think an ogre would look like. Like loincloths, just furs slown over their shoulders, snot coming out of their nose, just disgusting looking creatures. Why do we keep running into these like totally gross creatures? Like first goblins and ogres, like, hello, can we not find any cute stuff? Cute things don't exist in my world. I'm sorry. All right. But well... I'm in your world. <laughs> okay. All right. Touche, I guess? Not really. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, look at your clothes. <laughs> this is a fantasy. <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> Welcome to life. <laughs> All right. Um. So... To paint the picture for you, it is, like I said, an alcove of rock. So there's, it's almost like walls on the left side of, of the ogres of rocks, walls on the right side of the ogres of rocks. And then there's an entryway coming into the forest, an entryway going out onto the beach. You, there are some trees that grow up along the, the sides that you could climb up to if you wanted to. I will let you guys discuss how you want to handle this. Some trees, you said? Yes, there are trees uh, as that well. That we can very, climb up in? Yes, and you would be very, very close to the ogres. Ogres are tall. And... Ogres are tall. I, I'd say the, these particular ones, you'd guess between 10 and 11 foot. So I, that's actually brilliant. Let's set a few traps on the ground, climb the trees, and then attack them. Do we have some, like long weapons like we can oh like we can poke them in the eyes i can cast flame at them and i can shoot my crossbow at them i don't have anything <laughs> <laughs> um you can sneeze at them i could be bait <laughs> bait yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm fat <laughs> i'm juicy i'm needy you do have a shield i can like run across the traps and, like, they can follow right behind me. We'll have to use all three ropes. Does that sound good, Sassafras? Sure. All right. Okay, so it sounds like we've begun to devise a plan, and that's where we're going to go ahead and call it for this evening. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in to this number eighth episode. Number eighth? Number eighth. <laughs> eighth. Eighth. The eighth. Henry the eighth. Henry the eighth was a... Bad man. He was a bad man. We don't speak of that. (laughs) (laughs) We remember our schooling. All right. Well, you all have a wonderful day. We will see you all next week. Goodbye.